Hey everybody, welcome back to the Snowcast. It's been a hot minute. Um, so this is the first episode of the Snowcast Sports Talk uh, series, I guess is the way I would put it. Um, I've taken a pretty long break from podcasting, but over the past few months, I've made kind of a commitment to myself that I want to do a bunch of podcast episodes related to things I'm more interested in than maybe the stuff I was doing the podcast on a few years ago, a few months ago. So, without further ado, the uh, Snowcast Sports Talk podcast is basically, as you can tell by the logo right there and the shirt I'm wearing, it's going to be Giants-related topics. So, we'll do one episode a week, have a bunch of YouTube videos, it's going to be a good time. So, kind of have a structure we're going to go through, do a couple topics each week. I'm hoping to have some guests on as well, coming up soon in the Giants community, sort of like I did back in the day with the Elder Scrolls community and having people on. Um, so if you're listening, I really appreciate it. Feel free to hit the like button, subscribe, put comments down below, um, and yeah, well, let's jump into it. First thing I want to talk about, you know, I want to be up to date, I want to be relevant on topics. So right now it is March 6th, we just finished the Combine Week. So for anyone who doesn't know, the Combine is basically a big event that happens in Indianapolis where college prospects go and they get interviewed medically tested to make sure they're healthy, and then also do some physical tests on the field, and a bunch of the scouts, and t- uh, scouts, GMs, and coaches go and watch. So for the Giants, this is really important. We've been, um, as many Giants fans know, we have the fifth and seventh pick in the draft this year, and this could be one of the most important drafts for us in the past five years. Um, you know, we basically have just restarted a, or just started a new rebuild with a new GM and a new coach. We have a lot of players um, that we aren't that aren't going to be around next year that were here this year. Um, we don't have a lot of cap space, so these draft picks are really important to us. Um, don't hold me to the players yet. So the research that I need to do on the draft is definitely something that is important. Um, but I haven't really gotten around to it yet. But I do have some opinions on where I think the Giants should go, uh, and they're not going to blow your mind. I'm not going to be one. I'm not going to shake the shake the world here in the Giants community on where my uh, interests are. Uh, the first interest, interest for me, or the first direction I think the Giants need to go, and I think everyone agrees pretty universally, is the offensive line. Um, you can't really... You can't really win football games without having an offensive line, and for the past... Since I've been a Giants fan, um, we have not had a good offensive line. Um... Last year was an absolute train wreck. You can't even tell, in my opinion, if Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley are the answers for this team because our O-line is so bad. Besides for Andrew Thomas, who is an absolute stud at left tackle and one of the few good draft picks by Dave Gettleman. Um, So obviously the first direction I think we should go with five or seven is the offensive line. Um, Again, I don't know the players exactly. I know a couple of them, obviously Evan Neal, but it looks like he's going to go before that. And then the other guy, Eki Ijao, don't hold me to it. Um, He looks like a pretty phenomenal offensive lineman as well. Um, And then the other direction I want to go is the defensive line, especially on the outside, on the edge. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is someone who I just think that player's ceiling is through the roof. Um, He obviously has some growth to do, but with the right coaching and um, in the right scheme, I think he could be an absolute stud for us. And, you know, you've watched players like Chase Young, uh, Nick Bosa, and you just see how they can change defenses. So for me, that is something that is extremely exciting. And if he's there at number five, you won't hear me complain at all. 
So, um, you know, the offensive line and the edge are where I think the Giants have a lot of uh, capability to draft some great players. Um, the other thing you have to take into account, too, with the draft is what we're going to do in free agency. And not who we're going to pick up, but who we're going to let go. Um, you know, if you go on Giants Twitter or if you're on if you're in the YouTube community, there's just a lot of talk right now about James Bradbury, who I absolutely adore. But I think he's due to make like $12 million this year. And we need to free up some cap space as a team. So letting him go or trading him is almost a guarantee at this point. And because of that... Um, cornerback um, is going to be very important for the Giants team going into 2022, especially with our new defensive coordinator who runs a lot of heavy blitz schemes. So you need cornerbacks that can really stick on wide receivers man on man. It's not going to be a lot of zone coverage with a lot of guys in the back. Um, A lot of those guys in the back linebackers and safeties will be rushing the quarterback. So we might need to draft a cornerback as well. I'd be, I'm indifferent. If we drafted a stud cornerback in the top uh, five or seven pick, Okay, if that's if that's what happens, let's say you know all the good offensive linemen are off the board and Thibodeau is off the board as well, then um, which are at, which is likely, um, then I can understand wanting to go maybe the cornerback route and pair that cornerback with a Dory Jackson, who I think will be here next year because his deal just kicked in, so it's kind of hard to get rid of him. Um, either way, I'm really excited about the draft. There's a lot of really, really good prospects, and um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see which direction the Giants go. Uh, the direction I don't want them to go. So Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, is a stud. He's a stud. I mean, I was watching some of his combine film, and he is, I mean, his arm is awesome. Um, he seems like a really good kid. But it's just not the draft to take a quarterback, in my opinion. And the Giants are not in the place to take a quarterback right now. And, um, you know, I just don't think a quarterback right now is the right choice. Do I believe Daniel Jones is the long-term answer? No, I don't. If, if I had to make a decision, I don't think he is. But I just think there's so many other holes on this team right now that we need to fill before we put a quarterback back there that I think picking another quarterback right now would not be the choice. Now... Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later in this episode, but obviously Joe Shane, our new general manager, if he thinks uh, Willis is the guy, then you got to take him. Me personally, though, I just don't think Willis is the guy right now. Um, I think there's other holes we can fill with really solid players. So, but as a Giants fan, if so for any Giants fans out there that don't want Malik Willis, keep hoping he kills it in the combine and in his interviews and you know medically and everything else because the better he does the more players that we need that could fall to us so you know you can see i could see Malik Willis um you know kind of skirting up to the top with all of this uh, combine hype he's getting and all this twitter hype he's getting so that's good for the giants because maybe we can get a one of those big offensive linemen or Kayvon to drop down to number five or seven, and then we can get some better players. Uh, the other direction I don't think we should go is wide receiver. Um, there's some great wide receivers. Chris Olave is one of the ones I've been following forever, but we already have Kenny Galladay on a contract we can't get rid of. We have Sterling, uh, not Sterling Shepard, excuse me. We have um, Kadarius Tony, our rookie last year who we drafted, who I think has a lot of potential. So the wide receiver, we at least have two. Um, two starters right now, and, you know, the third could be a Slayton or a Shepard, depending on, you know, what the circumstances are with them coming back. I just don't think wide receiver is a need for us right now. I think the O-line is a bigger need, and I think the defensive line is a bigger need. So let me know your opinions down below. 
on what you think should happen with the draft. Um, going forward, I'll make sure to do my research on the players and maybe do one or two mock drafts myself. I've never done one before, so it'd be uh, something fun to do. But I do watch the draft and follow everyone else on it. So, you know, it would be something I'd be excited to um, kind of dig into. So let me know if that's interesting to you. Um, second topic, Giants 2021 year in review. I know I'm a little bit late to this, but I wanted to do it. Because the Giants' 2021 year was the exact opposite of everything I thought it was going to be. Um, I came into the year super excited. I think a lot of Giants fans did. We finished off the year of 2026-10. But every game besides... I'm trying to remember any where we didn't have a fighting chance. It just seemed like the team every game was getting better. Um, Joe Judge really had this team united. Patrick Graham really had this defense buzzing, and I'm not going to say anything nice about Jason Garrett and the offense, but the offense was doing its job, and we were winning games, and we were close in games that we lost. So I came into this year just so excited. I mean, I was so hyped. And then after the free agent signing of Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, I was like, this is it. I mean, the NFC East is ours for the taking. We were every team in the NFC East was awful last year, so I thought this was the year we were gonna, um, you know, win the East, go to the playoffs. Um, and as most Giants fans or football fans know, that is absolutely not what happened. Um, Joe Judge was not ready to be a head coach, and that's a really sad thing to say. But it started to show itself a lot this year, um, and the first instance I can remember of it was in the Washington game. For anyone who's not familiar with Joe Judge to the point that Giants fans are, the guy preached discipline. That was his biggest thing. I'll never forget in his press conference, he was like, we're going to be physical, we're going to be smart, la-da-da-da-da, used car salesman pitch, and he sold me. I would have bought the car. I did buy the car. Um, but this year, in the Washington game, the end of the game, they kicked the field goal to win the game. They missed it. But because Dexter Lawrence, I believe, jumped off sides, um, we lost the game. Now there's now there's dispute. He didn't jump off sides. He did. But at the time, the refs called that he did, and we lost the game because I got to re-kick the field goal. Um, and you know, it was one of the most heartbreaking losses I've ever watched. Daniel Jones played a great game. The offense I thought played a great game, and then the defense just couldn't do anything. Um, and then you know. An undisciplined team loses games, and you watch all these videos that the Giants put out, and you read all the things on Twitter, and you watch all the Joe Judge press conferences, and you're like, oh, no, no, we're a disciplined team. We're going to be a disciplined team, and that was just not the case this year, and from the Washington game, it just felt like it was all downhill. Um, you just can't have a coach that's as rah-rah as Joe Judge and then getting the results he had. Um, on the field. When those two things happen, especially in New York, you run into a lot of problems. Um, and then, you know, throughout the season, it just, like I said, it kept getting worse. And, you know, by the end of the year, you know, Joe Judge, it felt like he, every game he was playing not to lose. Um, not playing to win, just playing not to lose. And we finally got to see that philosophy full out in all of its ugly colors against Washington again. When on a second down in his in our ten yard line like uh, ten yard line area, he decided to QB sneak, and then on the third down he decided to QB sneak. So for anyone who doesn't know, a QB sneak 
The quarterback takes it and basically falls forward and hopes he gets an inch, a yard. Um, you do that when you're trying to convert a third and inches, a fourth and inches, maybe right on the goal line. But when it's second down and 10 and then third down and nine, that's not when you do that. And what Joe Judge was doing was he basically said, I have no faith in my offense. I'm not trying to win this game. I just want to punt. And I want to let my defense stop him. Um, and it was one of the most wild things I've ever seen in a football game in my life. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Um, Giants community blew up. Everyone was just rip shit about it. And more power to him. I, I was completely floored. I couldn't believe it happened. And then the next week, I believe we played the Bears. Or maybe it was the week before we played the Bears. And his press conference... Someone asked him a question of, like, why should players believe in the process? Or why should Giants fans believe in the process? Which probably is like a minute, minute and a half answer. And Joe Judge went on an 11-minute rant about all these silly things that um, aren't true. He decided to bash Patrick Shermer, Shermer, our old head coach. He decided to bash the Washington football head coach or the commander's head coach, Ron Rivera. Um, about players punching each other on the sideline. And again, it went for 11 minutes. And again, after I heard that, I my jaw had dropped. I just couldn't believe that this was Joe Judge. Um, it was just really, really sad. And yeah, just really sad. I was really excited for Joe Judge. I really liked him. And it just didn't, didn't work out. Um, you know... I wish there was more I could say about it, but he just, he didn't know, uh, well, okay, one other thing, by the way, first episode, guys, so just bear with me, going through my notes here, getting it all sorted out, but uh, another another problem with Joe Judge was his time management, and understanding of the rules, like, I remember he challenged a scoring play, so he threw the red flag, and when you throw the red flag to challenge something, if it doesn't go in your favor, you lose a timeout. Um, I've been a big football fan now for about six years, which I know isn't that long. I'm 26 years old, so I've only been a football fan for like six years. I know that you don't challenge scoring plays because every single scoring play in the NFL is reviewed. So basically, that means every scoring play is looked at by the people in New York to make sure it was a scoring play. So there's no need to challenge it. So when Joe Judge challenged it, the ref said, you, we're already doing it. You lose a timeout. Um, head coaches should understand the rules of the NFL, in my opinion. So that was problematic. And then his time management sometimes were a little bit concerning when he was calling timeouts and when he was deciding to challenge things. So, you know, I felt like we just kind of watched Joe Judge unravel in a 17-game season. Now... The other part about the Giants' 2021 year in review that we need to talk about, and again, I saved this till the end because it's going to segue into the next topic, is the injuries. Um, the Giants were absolutely destroyed by injuries. Um, some notable players that went down very quick were Nick Gates, our center, who had a gruesome leg injury, had to have like six surgeries. Um, uh, linebacker Blake Martinez, who's one of the key members in our defense, uh, he tore his ACL. Um, Kadarius Tony, our rookie, was injured in and out of the lineup. Kenny Galladay was injured and in and out of the lineup. Sterling Shepard was injured in and out of the lineup and then finally taken out at the end of the year. 
Saquon Barkley against the Cowboys. We watched his ankle get rolled. The man's made of plastic, I swear. The guy just can't have a healthy season. And then Daniel Jones, trying to do too much. He tried to take, um, I believe it was a Cowboys linebacker, head on and basically concussed himself to the point where drool was coming out of his mouth when he stood up and had to be taken out of the games. Um, So injuries were deadly. I even went to the Eagles game, the last game the Giants won. It was at MetLife, right at the beginning of the game, and it was a second down, right at the beginning, and Jones decided to run in. It was like a QB run, so like uh, he hands it off, but he doesn't hand it off. He keeps it and he runs. And Jones has this really great knack for just, instead of sliding, going out of bounds, he likes to run into people thinking he's like a running back, but he's not. He's a quarterback. And so he goes head first, and again, I'm up like in the nosebleed seats, and I see it. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, he has to be injured. Now, he wasn't at the time. Jones finished the whole game. He didn't really do anything special, but he finished the whole game and looked fine. And then the next day, I'm now home going to work, and Jones has a neck injury and is out for the year. And I would do this thing. I'd watch with my girlfriend. And every time Mike Glennon, our backup quarterback, made a mistake or did something stupid, I wanted to say, I wonder if Daniel Jones thinks it's worth it. I want to ask him, were the two yards running into the Eagles players worth it for this? Um, It was just so aggravating. But we had a ton of injuries. Now, what that coupled with, and when we transition into this third topic, it really gave us the final nail in the coffin for Dave Gettleman. Um... One of the things, guys, that's going to happen on this podcast, again, I've made a commitment for 90 days to do a pod, one podcast a week, break it up into YouTube segment, segments, excuse me, um, and one of the things that's going to happen on this podcast is I personally, and not I'm not saying other people don't do this, but I will own up to all my mistakes, and I am full of them, guys. Um, tons of mistake takes that are not correct, that prove me wrong. Um, And I will own up to them, and I will explain my reasoning, and then, you know, why we were wrong about it. And there are tons of reasons why um, this next take I was wrong about. But um, I was wrong about Dave Gettleman. I was extremely wrong about Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman was hired in 2018 to be the Giants general manager. Um, The Giants are notorious at this point for bringing in people who are associated with the Giants community. So what that means is the Giants don't go outside the organization to bring people. They like to bring someone who they're familiar with and then kind of build through them. That just doesn't work anymore. So Dave Gettleman was with the Panthers. Panthers went to the Super Bowl. He was with the Giants before that, and the Giants brought him back in 2018. Um, Dave Gettleman drafted Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick, which at the time I was okay with. Wrong about it. Was absolutely wrong about it. And then the next year, he took Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick. Don't know if that was a right or wrong pick yet. You know, I believe if it's your quarterback, you take him as soon as you can. But we don't know if Jones is the guy, and I personally don't think Jones is the guy. Um, But after the 2019 season, Daniel Jones' rookie season, I think he had 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And a pretty good year. Not amazing. He had some good games, some bad games, but he was a rookie, you know? But there was there was something there. Giants players left that year saying, no, this could be the guy. This could be it. And so when they fired Pat Shermer after two years, 
there was rumors Dave Gettleman was going to get fired. And at this time, I don't have proof of it anywhere, but I kept saying, do not fire Dave Gettleman. Because I didn't want to lose Jones. I had faith in Daniel Jones at the time. I thought his rookie season was pretty pretty good. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't fire Dave Gettleman yet. Let him keep building this team. I think we have the quarterback. I have faith. Get Saquon back healthy. I have faith. Um, but I was completely wrong about all of it. <laughs> completely wrong. And what 2022 showed us was there was no depth on our roster. So one of the great ways for anyone who's not super familiar with football you can tell if there's a good general manager for a football team is when there's injuries, who's the next man up? General managers draft in a seven-round draft, and a lot of the guys they draft from round four to seven are backups. A great example of a good team that I think drafts well are the Cleveland Browns. Some people don't care for the Cleveland Browns. Some people think they're bad, but I personally think the Cleveland Browns have great depth at their positions. Um, I've been friends with Cleveland Brown fans, and I've watched some of the games with these friends, and it seems like even when someone goes down and gets hurt, the next man up does a pretty damn good job. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have some pretty damn good depth. The San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, two years ago, were riddled by injury, and they still played competitive football. Um... The Giants, on the other hand, riddled by injury, and we absolutely unraveled. It was horrible. It's a great way to show you Dave Gettleman was not a good GM, is when you lose guys and the next guy steps up, steps up how, well does, how well does the team play? And we struggled once. Every time we lost someone, the next person up did not do well. Um, a great example is the offensive line for Dave Gettleman. Um, the offensive line for Gettleman, after we lost a bunch of them, was horrid. All the backups were horrid. We traded players for different players, like uh, Billy Price. He was not good. Um, Nate Solder was not good. Even though Nate Solder was not a backup, he was still an awful an awful free agent signing in 2018. Um, and so, you know, without this depth, the season just kept getting worse. And then pair that with bad coaching by Joe Judge... And then the team starts losing faith because Joe Judge isn't coaching well and they're losing by huge margins. By the end, the season was just horrible. Um, yeah, Dave Gettleman was not a good general manager. Um, one of the things he decided to do, too, was not draft any offensive linemen in last year's draft. I did like trading back because now we have the fifth and seventh pick this year. So thank you, Dave, for that. I did not think Kadarius Tony was my favorite pick at 21, but I think he has a lot of talent. Um, I loved Aziz Ojolari. Thought that was a great pick in the second round. Couldn't believe they got him, actually. And then after that, we didn't draft any offensive linemen. It was like Dave Gettleman didn't think there'd be any injuries, or he just... I, I, I don't know what was going through his head, to be honest. But we didn't draft any offensive linemen. And I remember the whole Giants community was like, it's a little, that's a little suspicious we didn't draft any offensive linemen. When... We hired Dave Gettleman. All he talked about was the hog mollies, the offensive linemen, and how important they were. I didn't mind him having faith in who his front five were, his starters. But man, you got to build depth, especially at a position like offensive line that is so pivotal to the success of an offense in the NFL. Again, I was wrong about Dave Gettleman. And going back and watching a lot of his press conferences now, I've been really curious to see, you know, what were those red flags 
Um, and one of the ones is Dave Gettleman was a very smug person. Um, he was not open to criticism. He was not open to new ideas. He was very stuck in his ways. And he would let the world know it. And, you know, confidence is one thing. Smugness is another. Um, and so that smugness bit him in the butt. One of his things he was very smug about was um, one of the beliefs I have is positional value. So uh, positional value in the NFL is a pretty uh, controversial subject. So new NFL fans like myself, I think, are a little bit more pro-positional value. What positional value is for anyone who's not familiar, just very quickly. Let's look at a quarterback and a running back. A running back is not as valuable to a team as a corner as a quarterback. Example. Saquon Barkley in 2018 could have been in the top 3 running backs in the NFL and the Giants only got 5 wins. Well, in 2018, thinking of a good team as an example, I'll go with the Patriots had the best quarterback of all time, and anyone you put around him, the team would do well. And the reason is because the quarterback, every single offensive snap, touches the ball, like 98% of the time. The running back needs a lot of things to go his way to be successful. He needs a good passing game, he needs a good offensive line, and um, he needs to have good vision and good elusiveness. The vision and elusiveness is on the running back. Everything else is dependent on the team. So even though Saquon was a beast in 2018, it didn't help our team win games. Take that positional value now and put it in the draft. Quarterbacks are more valuable draft picks than running backs. So Dave Gettleman as the second overall pick. Taking a running back number two overall was not the right decision if you are a pro-positional value person like I am. Do I think running backs are important? Absolutely. Do I think quarterbacks and offensive linemen are more important? Yes. Absolutely. Um, Dave Gettleman didn't believe that, and when he did his press conferences, he let everyone know that that was not the right way to think about things, and that Saquon was a generational gold jacket guy, and his mother would have drafted him, which has just turned out to be an absolute, not lie, but he just wasn't right about it. Um, And so... You know, Dave's smugness and and older ways kind of bit him in the butt. The NFL, what's really cool about it, and one of the reasons I like it is, um, you know, it's always always changing. And you kind of, you have to find ways to be able to handle that change. Now, taking that change and incorporating it into old ways, a lot of people said, you know, Joe Judge was that old school and new school. Um, You know, just going full in on the progress and trying to create even more changes, kind of getting ahead of the curve. But then you have people like Gettleman, um, and the Giants for that matter, who kind of stay in the past and believe, no, running back is always important, you know, defensive linemen in the middle of the defensive line are just as important as edge rushers, Um, safeties are just as important as cornerbacks, things like that, that aren't really true anymore, and we're seeing more and more that this positional value philosophy is actually leading way for a lot of people to build up their teams and a lot of GMs to have better drafts. Um, So I was wrong about Dave Gettleman. I probably am wrong about Daniel Jones, um, which I can admit now. And, um, you know, I'm happy they're gone. And I do want to give credit, though. Looking back at the 2021 season, there's one thing 
I think all Giants fans, including myself, have to give uh, credit for. And we need to give credit to um, John Mara. John Mara is one of the two owners of the New York Giants. A lot of reports came out that Joe Judge was coming back. A lot of reports came out that um, Kevin Abrams, who was Dave Gettleman's right-hand man, was going to be the GM. And John Mara, I don't know if he heard the fan base or if he just watched it himself like everyone else, decided it all need to be blown up. And he did. Uh, Dave Gettleman retired, which I was not a fan of. I think Dave Gettleman should have been held to the fire just like Pat Shermer and Joe Judge were. I did not think Dave Gettleman deserved in any way, shape, or form being able to retire without having to deal with all the criticism. He just quietly skirted into the corner, and no one ever... That was the, That's the last we will hear of Dave Gettleman. Not fair to Joe Judge and Pat Shermer. Um, I was wrong. Whew. Change is coming in 2022. So let's talk about the good stuff, guys. Um, me as a Giants fan, I can tell you I am so excited about the direction the Giants are going in. Uh, my girlfriend said to me, the way I sound now is exactly the same way I sounded when Joe Judge was hired in 2020. And I can't argue with her with that. Um, the Giants hired Joe Shane, the assistant general manager of the Buffalo Bills, and Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, to be the Giants' new head coach and general manager. I couldn't be happier with these choices. Um, after the Washington game, talked about it a little while ago, that field goal, Washington misses it. Giants win the game, but because the Giants are not disciplined and they had a penalty, the Washington, Washington team got to re-kick it. After that game, I decided for my own mental health um, that I needed to start watching another team to root for so I could watch some winning football because I just couldn't handle, I couldn't do the job. I was so mad. I was like, I need something else to get me over this. So I decided I'm going to watch the Buffalo Bills. I love Josh Allen. He is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there's a quarterback more talented than him. The way he runs, the way he throws, and his leadership, it's the three best intangibles, or the three best traits, excuse me, and he's the best in all three of those, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes is a stud, Justin Herbert's a stud, Aaron Rodgers is a stud, there's a bunch of great quarterbacks. My opinion, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It's just my opinion. Um, watching the Bills was one of the most enjoyable football experiences I've had in 2021. They had a great season. They had ups and downs. I did my research on Brandon Bean, on Sean McDermott, and these guys were amazing. The way they built their team was exactly how I would build an NFL team. Um, all the way down to, you can watch videos on the Buffalo Bills channel. Again, I, I, I'm just a big football fan, so I do research. I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to see how the Buffalo Bills draft. I want to see this. You look at the Buffalo Bills, they have like all these TV screens and all these computers basically simulating different drafts for them. And as picks are going, it recalculates where their players are and their evaluations so then they can make their draft picks more efficiently. And then you watch Dave Gettleman with the Giants and he has magnets. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, this is how I would run a football team. You know, they believe in positional value. You know, in the 2018 draft, they traded up to take Josh Allen, someone who was unproven, but they knew the quarterback position is the most important position in sports, and they picked their guy, and it worked out. Um, 
I just loved everything about the Bills. It's very sad to see how their season ended, but I'm happy it ended that way as a Giants fan because then we hired Joe Shane. Joe Shane has been Brandon Bean's right-hand man for the past couple of years, and the Bills have gone to three playoff appearances, a couple wins in the playoffs, and have had winning seasons in the past, like, four years. So, loved the Joe Shane hire, and then I loved the um, um, Brian Dable hire. I tell people all the time, I feel like I manifested those. I was so into the Bills, and now all the Bills guys that I loved are over and now running the Giants. So, I just can't explain to you guys how absolutely excited I am for this season. Um, a couple things I want to say, though. Joe Shane has said a couple times, this isn't a rebuild. We still want to be competitive. That was kind of the telltale that Dave Gettleman maybe wasn't doing things right in 2018. I just want to let all Giants fans know this is my opinion on this. We are absolutely 150% in a rebuild right now. I'm going to repeat that. We are absolutely 150% in a rebuild right now. Joe Shane is doing a very good job of not getting scorched by the media. New York fans love you guys. I'm part of your community. New York fans do not want to hear rebuild. They don't. We want instant gratification. We're not going to get that this year. We are going to have some holes on this team. I think we're going to have holes in the secondary. And I think we're going to have holes in the quarterback position. Because of that, we aren't going to have a great year this year. This is year one of a three or four year rebuild under Joe Shane and Brian Dable. I'm going to repeat that again. This is year one of a three to four year rebuild under Joe Shane and Brian Dable. If we have a top 10 pick next year, that's not the worst thing in the world. It's absolutely not the worst thing in the world. We need more holes to be filled on this team. It's not going to take one year. Dave Gettleman left us in cap hell. And again, I'm just going to quickly explain. Right now, every team has somewhere between 200... Every team has about $200 million you can spend on your team. You cannot spend more. And at a certain date, you have to be under that cap of $200 million. Right now, as I'm recording this, I believe the Giants are only... Five to seven million above the cap. I could be wrong about that, but I know when Joe Shane came in, we were above it. Because of that, we can't go and sign free agents. We can't. We don't have the space. We do not have the space right now. Next year, we may have some space. This year, we don't. All we as Giants fans should expect this year is competitive football. That is what, if we go five and 13, six and 12, or five and thirteen, uh, five and twelve. It's seventeen game season. Sorry, five and twelve or six and eleven. That's okay. What we want to see, though, guys, is in each game we want to see competitive football. That's just the truth of it. Rebuilds take time. It might be better than that. It might be, but we need to be patient with these guys. They got a lot of work they got to do. They got to get rid of a lot of talented players on our team that just aren't fitting. Because of the cap hit, how much money they're making, because of their age, we have to let them go. And we're going to get young guys in here. And some young guys don't blossom in their first year. Some guys do. Micah Parson on the Cowboys. Look at him. Great rookie year. Um, some guys don't, though. 
And because of that, we need to be patient with these with these guys. This is not going to be a season where we're trying to make the playoffs. This is a season where we want to see improvement and competitive play. So when Joe Shane says we want to be competitive, that's what he's talking about. He wants to see improvement. And that's what we as a community should want to see too. I know it's hard. I hate watching the Giants lose as much as anyone else. But finally, the Giants went out of house and hired guys that were not related to the Giants franchise in any way, shape, or form in Joe Shane and Brian Dable and brought in proven commodities that have worked in the past couple of years. Have faith in these guys. It's hard to. It's been a lot of losing since 2016. I know that. But we got to have faith. I'm really excited about Joe Shane and Brian Dable. And this draft is going to give us a great insight. Great, yeah, it's going to give us great insight into what direction they're going in. And I hope that they do it the right way. And if they don't go the way I want, as we started off in this in this episode, I said, hey, I don't want to go quarterback and wide receiver. If let's say Joe Shane takes Malik Willis and Chris Ole at five and seven, I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong. It's not what I would do, but I hope I'm proven wrong. I'm going to have faith in these guys, just like I did in Gettleman. Now, Gettleman, after two years, I should have said, no, we need to fire this clown. This is not going to work. I'm giving these guys three to four years. If they take a quarterback this year, I'm giving them three. If they, could, if they wait to take a quarterback until next year, I'll give them four. I'm very excited about Joe Shane and Brian Dable. They're going to be, it's going to be very different. It's going to be, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some tough losses, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work out. I, I have a better feeling about this. I'm trying to hold my expectation, but I have a better feeling about it. Um, and then finally, I just want to welcome you guys to the Snowcast Sports Talk. Um, that's the name so far of the podcast. It could change. Um, so just a little bit of history about myself. Um, I'm Will, Snow, Billy. Um, the Snowcast was created back in 2019. So I was part. I was a streamer for a long time. Um, I streamed a game called Elder Scrolls Online, and what I did was I wanted to kind of take my love for that and move it into a podcast. And what I really liked doing was talking about up to date news, but also interviewing people in the community. Um, there's a lot of great people in the Elder Scrolls Online community, and I got a chance to meet a lot of them. And the podcast was mildly successful, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, over the past couple of months. I've been kind of yearning for something to do, something to be passionate about. And this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, sitting here just talking to a screen, not streaming it. But I want to do this. Football has become a huge passion of mine. Um, when I go on Instagram, when I go on Twitter, when I go on Facebook, it's mostly just football news. and It's mostly just Giants news. So I wanted to take that and create something with it, something I'm passionate about. So the Snowcast Sports Talk podcast is going to be Giants-related News and also some just, you know, general news and or some news in general about football that kind of creeps its way in here. But I also want to interview people. Um, I want to bring some of the great Giants community members onto the podcast and, you know, get to know them and give you guys an opportunity to get to know them and I get to know them and we can learn a little bit more. So um, I'm really excited about it. Episodes will go anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour, depending on the topics. There'll be one episode out a week on YouTube and Spotify, and then we'll also break it up into segments. So if you guys just want to hear about the Giants review in 2021, or you just want to hear about why I was wrong about Dave Gettleman, um, I will break them up into um, 
topic videos and put them on the YouTube channel as well. Um, I know this is different for a lot of the people who have been in my community now for a long time. And I know that's going to be hard. And if you guys want to unsubscribe or, um, you know, unfollow, that is totally fine. I know this is not what you signed up for. Um, the truth is I'm just not passionate about video games anymore for whatever reason. Um, and it's nothing against any any video games, especially Elder Scrolls Online. Um, it's just not what I'm passionate about. And when you're going to put so much time and effort into something, I want to be passionate about it. So this is what I'm doing. I got a 90-day commitment, bunch of episodes, hopefully have a ton of guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I'm going to keep you guys up to date. Always the first couple topics will be news stories from the week before, things we can discuss leading all the way up to the draft and into the season. And then we'll just talk about things. You know, I want to talk about Daniel Jones in specific. I want to talk about Saquon Barkley in specific. I want to talk about a bunch of the players in specific. So um, I'm really excited. And yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. Please give me feedback. Um, this is all new to me. It's a little awkward, but I'm excited. And I've, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of going on this journey the next couple of months. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. And for all the people you know who aren't Giants fans who are in my community too, give it a chance. I was not a football fan for a long time in my life, and I just gave it a chance and fell in love with it. So let me know if you're part of the community and you're going to give it a chance, and maybe, you know, I can have you on and we can talk about football and I can show you some stuff. That'd be cool too. On that note though, guys, I'll let you all get going. Um, I hope you have an amazing week, and there'll be a new episode out next week. And until then, let me know what you think in the comments, and let me know if there's any topics you want me to review, and yeah, I'll talk to you soon.